This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. Oh, and thank you very much for having me. What is your name? Fred Whitehouse. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? Oh, wow. That, they're, they're big words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Irish guy, come on, break it down simple. Um, well, they call me a choreographer, um, instructor. I don't know, I'm, I'm just another normal guy just running around with a little bit of crazy ideas that I like to put together. Hmm. And uh, what got you started in line dance? Wow. Now we're talking a few years back. Mm. Um, it's actually um, my sister's got me started. I have three sisters and a brother, but the brother doesn't dance. Three sisters do mm. dance. They started years ago, maybe 17 years ago. Mm. Uh, I watched them compete uh, in a little competition, and then they kind of pushed me onto the floor and went, come on, you can do it. I'm like, no, no, no. So they kind of challenged me back home and taught me a dance. My sister Kelly taught me a dance in the kitchen. Um, and then I think I went to their celebration night uh, at their local club uh, and unfortunately the instructor heard that I learned to dance and they played it and they pulled me up um, and her boyfriend at the time and I actually had a good time I was like oh and it's like honky tonk twist I know it's like I don't know how many million years ago it feels like and I was like god dang okay and I kind of got hooked but then saying that I'm going to be totally honest I was like what 15, 16 a room full of girls and I'm the guy in there I'm like ah, yeah, okay I'm, I'm coming back here this, this is pretty cool uh, if there is a voice in the background that would be that of Megan Barsulia who has definitely been here on the podcast for many 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 an episode uh, so she and I will be passing the mic back and forth uh, as either of us have questions uh, what are some dances that uh, people would recognize of yours like if you threw out a couple names uh, what would you say have been some of your biggest hits Whew. Well, I actually have just, as we talk, I've just finished a workshop um, with Trespassing. Um, it seems to be one that really kicked off at the very start of, I suppose, the social choreography for me um, with Darren Bailey. Um, again, props to Darren for bringing me to my first ever social event that he, he wanted some help with um, in Sweden. Um, I don't know how many years ago that is. It's like maybe four or five years ago, I think, we've done Trespassing. Then... Um, the next one that really kind of kicked it off was when I was invited to Eurodance and um, Big Dave and um, Sue and Ken asked me can I come and do a slot and bring like an advanced dance and I, it was off the chain and ah. um, kind of off the chain kind of really kicked it for me and I was like Phew, okay wow so for me them, them two are standalone by themselves for me that's really stuck or, or really helped me along at the start of what I would call the social choreography career what influences your style of movement? Because you have a very distinct style in your choreography. Oh, really? Oh, I would say so. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know actually. It's just what whatever music makes me feel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from doing competition training, I suppose I always look at the technical side of of what the music offers. Mm-hmm. Um, but nine times out of ten, I don't really just go and look for a specific kind of song or track or hip hop or nightclub or waltz whatever gets me mm-hmm. then I, the music chooses that mm-hmm. I don't choose the music it comes to me mm-hmm. and it sounds really strange but I don't think I've had to go and search for tracks it's nine times a ten always fell in my lap somehow whether I'm shopping or it's come on the radio and I've had to shazam something mm-hmm. you know so it's one of them random things and what informs your muscle movements like how how do you know all the different styles of like 
hip hop movement, like camel walks and pops, and, oh. and then also ballet with arabesques and fragile. Like, oh, um, well, at the very start, I was supposed. Before getting into the social stuff, um, I done some competition and I trained with Roy Verdunk. Uh, um, so he was a big influence, and that's where um, I met Darren. Mm. Darren was working with Roy in Holland. Um, I seen these guys compete on the floor doing a show in Belgium at one of the UCWDC qualifiers, and I was only like a newcomer, like a kid who's just started a few months. And I was like, man, these guys can dance. I want to learn how to to do some of this stuff. And um, so I asked Roy, would he give me a private lesson? Um, and he said, yeah, sure, come on, we'll do one on Sunday. And he started to talk about technical sides of the waltz and stuff. And I was like, what? Technique? What's this? <laughs> so he started to tell me there was so much more detail to just basic steps or basic music. Um, and after that, I, I followed it up and I wanted some more training and I wanted some more information and knowledge. Um, so he taught me um, at home in, his, in Holland. I flew over with my sister quite regular, maybe every six weeks or every eight weeks if I could um, not all the time financially it was possible and I learned absolutely everything from them guys like how to cha-cha or how to east coast swing or how to west coast swing how hip hop makes you feel so he did teach me how, how to move I suppose um, to the technical terms but my body just felt like it should do its own thing with some of the things I suppose and that's where it all came from it developed from I've never taken uh, classical training or anything like that it's always just been line dancing since I've started yeah. I've never took hip hop classes or anything it's just kind of normal to learn competition side of things um, I suppose but people don't no not people um, line dance competition or line dance in general doesn't get uh, the recognition I think it deserves um, for me I think the biggest uh, I, what's the words the biggest reality check was um, when Darren asked me to go on the London's West End theatre show for him, uh, help him to do some Lindy Hop stuff. Uh, we walked into the rehearsals and these guys handed us some singing stuff. And I was like, I can't sing, I'm here to dance kind of thing. Anyway, we were learning this and it was time to dance. And there was like professionally trained ballet dancers and contemporary dancers. And there's just me and Darren walking in as just two old line dancers going into this professional organisation. We're kind of going... We're in trouble. <laughs> so by the end of it, the, every professional dancer asked us, where did we train? And we were like, eh, it's just line dancers. They wouldn't believe us. They really wouldn't believe us. And it turned out that we got the lead role in, in the performance that we'd done for the, the Churchill. So for me, at that moment, it was line dancing actually teaches so much more than just one style. It offers so many things and people just don't give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, stop labeling it. It's just... Ugh. Frustrating, I suppose. But that's just my take on it. What do you think uh, line dance needs, like to maybe reach a wider audience or uh, represent itself more authentically in the the greater world outside of our own? If if I knew that answer, I I would be on it already. But it's it's really difficult. Um, I think it just has that stigma from how it started, and everybody will always say hats and boots and yeehaw you know fingers in the buckles and there's nothing wrong with that I done that at the start I still have my boots I still have my hat I still wear them I still compete we still we done the Britain's Got Talent show with uh, Country Vive if, if you probably remember with the Masters crew um, Nicola and Sam they put it together and we got it to millions of people and we've been watched by millions of people um, but it still has that little stigma you know and it's, it's hard to break the seal of that or try to get it out there and to be fair um, 
out of everything, I think most of my classes are kids' classes, oh. which is really bizarre, and, huh. you know? So it's like, hmm, well, so it's really strange. I don't know how, how to get it out there, but it's working for us. But mm-hmm. I, I, I have to be honest and say I don't put on my flyers that it's a line dancing class. Mm. I say it's a dance class. Ah. And because we do dance, we all dance, it's the exact same thing. They just put a line in it. Um, but they do be told when they come to the class when they're finished learning something, they've just learned line dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really strange because exactly if you go into a hip-hop class, they're staggered, but nine times out of ten fall into a line. Mm-hmm. And they learn it in a line watching the mirror or the instructor at the front of class. So they're technically doing their line dancing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But they just call it a hip-hop class. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because it's hip-hop music. It doesn't really make a difference. I just call ours a dance class. When they come, then they know it's a line dance class and they do do country stuff. So the kids have no turn up to say hmm I don't like country music well, we're still going to dance to it <laughs> if you don't want to come back next week okay huh. you know but they do they come back every single week and it's kind of crazy we have a hundred and I don't know fifty or something I suppose per week wow. um, of kids from four years old to seventeen I think is the mass majority of our students in around that age group that actually answers one question, one big question I had, which is how do you get people interested in line dance? And by calling it just dance, that's genius. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Oh. Yeah, but I thought it would just be simple. You know, um, I, at home, I, I have been asked by the colleges or the universities or the schools to come in and do like a two-hour session of teaching of some sort of dance. Um, and I started by going, yeah, I'll come in and I'll teach you dance whatever you guys want and it's kind of in their uh, in their study leave so they have something to take their mind off all the hard work and the stuff that they're doing for their A-levels and everything else that they do at home Um, and at the start I don't ever say it's line dancing Um, so I'll do like the first semester of like three months and I'll teach dances or choreography of 32 counts and two walls and they kind of go why am I doing this to the back it's like don't worry about it (laughs) we'll just do it we'll rock it out and they never ask really many questions about it so when we finish the semester I'll go so everything we've learned right now it's all on YouTube you'll see it and it's all line dancing and their faces just go huh (laughs) say what have we been doing line dancing yeah does it not feel like line dancing no it doesn't this is not line dancing I go well if you YouTube it you'll see that it says on the bottom of the YouTube clip line dance whatever may the song be oh whatever the track is or the dance is called and I'll go oh really so out comes the phones and they're checking all of this YouTube stuff and they go you're not lying to me you're serious <laughs> I goes well did you just have fun yeah I loved it it's like well it's still a dance form you know it's just how it's said if I said it was line dancing you all would have sat down and not started mm. the semester with me but because I called it dance you all got up and learned it and now you had a great time after the semester was finished and I tell you it's line dancing your opinion of the dancing hasn't changed, but it has of the title. Aha! So you're like, hmm, got you. Yeah. Ha! Unlucky. Very smart. I'm going to pass this over to Megan here. Oh. Any, any thoughts and questions? Um, no, actually, he's already answered several of my questions because I, I do teach kids, so I was wondering about okay. the age group. So um, other than that, I guess, um, what do you find is convenient or inconvenient about co-choreography uh-huh. cool wow uh oh <clears throat> sorry for everybody no I'm joking <laughs> um, I, I actually love um, co-choreography um, reason being because you get to work with somebody else's thoughts and what they feel to the music and it brings out the best in you well for me it does because 
if I'd never listened to the track the way they listen to it, because everybody listens to music totally different, because to me music is all about stories and the songwriters write a story for a reason or it's their whatever emotion goes to this track. Everybody has a story. For the choreographers, it's how they interpret that track or that song or that story that the songwriter has written to. So, say I, I've probably choreographed quite a lot with Darren. Um, we create on the same wavelength. It kind of works out pretty easy. We bounce off each other really well. Um, he'll probably disagree and he'll probably go, shh, shut up. <laughs> don't, don't even like you. you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of them. Um, but maybe he will hear like a, a certain beat that he really wants to magnify in the track and I'll hear something else and we'll talk about it and we kind of bounce off each other to see what would happen. Um, I don't really th think I have come across things that I can go, no, I'm definitely not doing anything with you or because everybody has something to offer in some sort of way because they all, again, like I said, I go back to the start, they refer to music different to every person. It means something different to them. So it's just, that's my take on it. But co-choreography, not co-choreography, whatever way it is, it's, it's choreography at the end of the day. If you want to work with somebody, two brains is better than one, I suppose, and it always comes up with a little bit of a smarter idea or else a complete hot mess. <laughs> and then you go back to the start. <laughs> Speaking of uh, convenient and inconvenient, like you are able to go from event to event to event all over the world. How do you do it? What secrets and tricks do you have that allow you to eat and sleep and be refreshed and you know in good humor for a 10 a.m. class after dancing all night? Well, I don't think there's a... well. To me, there's not a secret or anything to it, um, and people will probably start saying this is going to be cheesy or whatever it is. It's it's actually the passion of, of music and dance, you know. So it doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is. If you're passionate about something, the passion will always show through, and you'll always get up in the morning and have that passion for it, no matter what happens. Even if you've had a long day, there will be one song that'll come on, and you'll go, I still love this, even though I've danced it 50 times. This song still gets me, you know. And it's it's something that you asked about, like Witness, I think earlier. Um, that song I, I've danced it I mean hundreds thousands of times the song doesn't get old to me it still gets me it still gives me goosebumps the track and the music and the, it's just like wow but like event to event everywhere is different to me it's learning the culture of everybody uh, just getting mucked in it's all a big family to be fair everybody just is here to dance mm. um, and we all got that in common before we even look at each other before we walk into the room and you see what color anybody is or what religion they are we're all here for one reason straight away and that is automatically a bond before we start anything for the weekend so we're all here for the love of dancing why because we want to get up and dance to some music that's just it's the truth from getting a little bit deep I'm like well, there's no secrets I don't think of trying to beat jet lag everybody suffers from it eating food properly it's really not convenient because it's like a sandwich or a really bad bread or it's like stale and it's like hard and you're going uh, airport food great oh, I'm going to be healthy right now nope and my weakness is food man because I don't drink I don't smoke it's literally water and coffee maybe to keep me through or a little bit of sugar but food anything and everything I will eat oh man it's, it's a killer so I'm like hmm healthy nope anything yes <laughs> that explains the muscle mass uh, actually now that I think about that um, I guess you may have already answered it but I always am interested in finding out on a personal note what everybody's guilty pleasure is it sounds like food might be it but yep yeah, yeah pretty much food is literally the way to the heart <laughs> it is really to me food is amazing but 
you know, it, it's such a social thing. A lot, a lot of people like to talk about breakfast. Oh, what time are you get on for breakfast? What are you going to have? It's kind of normal. And, and every culture is sl- slightly different, or, or I suppose very different. And it is such a, a talking point. What are you going to have for lunch? Do you want to go out to this place? Do you fancy this kind of food? It's got a wide variety. It starts talking about it, absolutely everything. I'm like, whoa, food crazy. Yep, I am. <laughs> Dang it. But um, the guilty pleasures is, is strange. It's got loads of different things. I love sport. Sport is a, a massive thing. We used to play football quite a lot. Soccer, I suppose, for a lot of people who are listening. Or Irish sport, which is Gaelic, which is quite popular here in the, in the West Side. Um, so I used to play that quite, quite a lot. Um, but I miss that because I can't do that and get injured. Um, my students would kick my backside um, mm-hmm. to miss a few weeks with legs being disconnected and stuff. You know how it is. <laughs> Just one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned passion. I'm curious, who are some of the folks in the line dance community that you especially admire and look up to just for their personality and their passion and maybe on a related note who are some of the up-and-comers that you get really excited to see new dances from like who should we be watching out for okay so well start from back to front because you just asked the last question um coming coming through well he actually he's been for me he's been dancing for such a long time i remember him even before i started so back to the story when my sister invited me to the dance class and watched there was this little kid who was like five or six years old and um, I watched him at a competition and I was like man this kid is like insane it's like what he's doing all these hat tricks and stuff I was like little body rolls I was like man this is not human <laughs> um, turns out uh, this little guy was uh, Shane McKeever from Ireland mm. um, as he's mega busy as it is already before he does even any of the social choreography stuff which he's getting even more busy right now with the social stuff too his uh, natural ability to music and movement is beyond ridiculous you know it's it's crazy what he hears how he feels it his his passion is like bursting from the seams you know it is really crazy just to be in the room with him he dances in the country five group with me and for me i'm like what 10 years on him or nine years or something older than him he keeps me going you know his his energy as a young guy he's jumping around he's crazy he pushes me to my limit so I appreciate him being who he is what he is and what he's coming through and I've said it before and I'll say it on the mic in some of my workshops look out for this guy because really he will take it by storm because his thought process to music and danceability is whoo but I suppose there's so many other I am Rebecca Lee a lot of people don't get to see her because she's from Malaysia from another side so it's hard for her to get over but I remember coming to Tampa I think for the first time um, in the US uh, to do a social event and wow impact straight away for them up and coming people you know them guys are awesome Um, I think she has a lot to offer from the female side of things and I really would love to see some more females coming through um, it's very male orientated in, in the world of choreography um, a lot of the headliners are, are strong male um, personalities and there's nothing wrong with that and they all have I suppose they're all uniqueness and um, strengths but it's really nice to see some females coming through because they add class and I'm not going to say the, the males don't add class because some of them would really put on the tiara and go <clears throat> I do add class excuse me <laughs> who are you talking about you know so it's really strange but just for me I would like to see some more um, female choreographers coming through uh, uh, and breaking it and bringing some uh, stuff to the, the forefront 
Um, inspirations and stuff like that. I, I could probably sit here all day. Please you know? do. Yes. <laughs> As you see, I'm like probably still. T- I'm like, shut up, man. Um, <laughs> but no, all in, kinds in, of time. In, inspiration is kind of like a. Straight away, the first ones were Roy Verdunk and Darren Bailey for, for the first inspiration what they ever brought to me because it was the first people I ever seen um, compete as strong male dancers and, and busting it out really hard. I was like, I really want to dance like that. I, I really want to understand how that works. So for me, that was straight up out of the bat. Them guys rocked it out for me. So I, I, I can't even thank for them for me to be where I am as them guys. So inspiration will always be there and respect is like sky high, but I won't tell them that even though they're probably going to listen to this or <laughs> don't like you anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but true. Um, they like the females coming through. You know, always everybody looked up as, as Joe Thompson. Oh. You know what I mean? Swoon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> elegance is not even on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm. You look up in the dictionary elegance and there's a picture of Joe. It's like, come on, serious? absolutely amazing and always has been a role model and still is for everybody um, and even more so now for being such a strong person Whew. wow we won't even go there that's that's crazy Rachel mm. you know uh, I know Rachel actually looks up to Joe as well so um, and she's on this event right now as a professional I don't think there's another person who who can actually stand toe to toe with Rachel she is mm. on a game full stop in the social world as a teacher as a choreographer instructor being in the room wow I just like, words don't, don't don't make make sense because when you come into it you, you look around you learn for me visually like to learn you know um, I suppose when you sit around you're watching everybody work or you sit in their workshops and you, you listen to how they teach and how to interact with people I think she's on like a different I might be totally biased but she's on a different page you know it's, it's crazy I think she is if not I'm going to put it out there the, the best of the best I, I think she's special you know I've watched her in France she speaks fluent French when she's teaching she mm-hmm. actually taught Shane Stomp Your Feet A B C D or something in French and we we're at the back on huh <laughs> I, can't, I can't even pick a do it in English what <laughs> are you serious right now come on you blew my socks off you know so yeah sensational but you get all I suppose you get so many people who you can look up to and little Roy Harris Brodo if, uh, if you guys have seen it <sighs> <laughs> he's I, I, not human. Yeah. He's certainly not human. I agree. <laughs> it's not human, you know. It's it's his bones are like music notes. Yeah. It's just what is that? You know. So again, for a lot of people who don't really get to see um, Little Roy and stuff, I say Little Roy just just because there's so many Roys. <laughs> he's sensational, you know. Raymond Solomon is the same. It's all the guys who who I kind of have a really big connection to. Um, there's like other people in different styles and reasons and why and um, like Nicola Laverty and, and Sam who runs like World Dance Masters like for what they do to the community and for, for us and for myself same guys are role models and some because they run something for not just kids but for every age group and for everything that you're into if it's West Coast Swing if it's couples if it's literally uh, quads or, or teams or if it's solo stuff or social they've got it nailed up in Europe um, the master stuff right now is sensational for me there's so many I I'm, I can speak forever so there's so many things you have uh, a few different collaborations with Guyton Mundy I'm curious what are some of the things you've learned from working with him I'm glad you brought that up because I was just about to say um, a lot, <coughs> it's, I'm going to straight and I hit it straight and I'll tell the truth and people probably just dislike it um, but a lot of people don't accept Guyton for what he does and, and what he brings to the dance world you know, and, and he does a lot of crazy stuff. Mm. 
I do agree, he does the crazy stuff, he steps outside the box and um, Guyton is Guyton and he'll always be the same person. Um, I did collaborate with him quite a bit and a lot of his stuff, it just worked, you know. Some people maybe didn't want to work with him and didn't want to do this stuff because that's not their style. Um, but I'm open to everything and anything. And I can't say anything crazy about our working together. It was easy. It was effortless. It just happened. It didn't take long to do anything together. Um, we disagreed with some things, but we never had to have a fight about it. You know, it was just, oh, I don't really feel that. Can you swap it up, change it up? So for me, if I can jump out there and just say, for Guyton, I thank him for bringing some of that crazy, funky stuff that he's brought. And people don't really say he stepped it up or brought anything to it. But to me, he really did. As a young guy, starting back when I started out and I watched all of these crazy, funky dances coming out, I was like, who is doing these choreographies? This is line dancing. What is happening? So he actually pushed the boundaries of what line dancing was way back when and in the bar dancing and you kind of look at it and go what's all them arm tuts and hand tuts and that's not what we're supposed to be doing but it's just a different style of dance developing line dancing to the bigger audience to what it is you know for so for me i think he's done a sensational job i know he's retiring i think he's got three or four events left or something like that i think i'm on like three of them mm. um so we're definitely going to have some fun in them last three events um and again just as a guy I've come and I've stayed with him and his wife Natalie who is an absolute sweetheart oi man and this, can she dance Woof. Woo. man this is awesome but as a person she is sensational and again I, I thank her for having me at her house and letting me go out and rock it on the boat and yeah kick up her spare room it's totally fine <laughs> them guys are pretty special there are some aspiring choreographers in Southern California uh, Notably, uh, what one of your biggest fans down there is uh, Noe Rolden, Noe Joel Rolden, and uh, also Elliot Marr teaches uh, trespassing and shady to his country bar group. Uh, yeah. So the, they, they sometimes will go to the country bars and you know request those songs and also expose other people to that uh, style of choreography. Uh, what would you recommend for some of the aspiring choreographers out there right now? Like, uh, if they do eventually want to make this their life and do all the travel and uh, you know, collaborate with everyone from around the world, how would they go from teaching at a country bar and maybe a few of their friends knowing their dance to really making this their life? I don't... Uh... I, I, it's very difficult to say how to do it or <laughs> is there a way of doing so because I, I never thought of it this way for, for me. I still don't look at it this way for me um, and I can only talk from personal experience and it just sometimes what's meant to be is meant to be. Mm. Um, I believe that. Um, fate is what it is. Um, and if you find the right song and everybody clicks to it and you get that snowball started, you just keep rocking it out and hopefully stay true to yourself as a choreographer um, you you don't want to change what your thought process is you know everybody is unique in their own way you know and everybody again like I said relate back to what I said earlier relate to music totally different mm -hmm. but you can only do it to what you do you can't go well what will they like you got to go what will I like because I want to dance it so first of all you want to dance your dance if you put out something that you don't want to dance you'll regret getting on that floor every time it's played it won't feel right and you will feel the energy of that as a student who comes to the class or a person who takes the workshop you can usually tell who's passionate about what they're teaching compared to 
person who really doesn't give a toot on this dance. I'll just do it. 32 counts, let's do it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Done? Okay, music, thanks, great. Or you can tell the passion per step, you know, or, or per movement, or that little extra accent into how to roll into that step. How I feel a song. Why? Because it's, it's what it mean to me, meant to me when I was choreographing it. You, you, as a choreographer, you should always just stay through to what you think the song brings to you. And of course, you gotta look at it as in four wall, two wall, 32 count, there's a phrase, there's a workout, there's gonna be way too much here, there, and everywhere, but you just still gotta work it out to be your stuff. Don't, don't ever change what you are because you'll believe it so much better, but so will everybody else who walks in your workshop. You mentioned uh, like body rolls, and you have such subtle movements in some of your dances. You seem uh, like you are very in tune with the way that your body works. Do you have any regular reflective acti- activities like walks or meditation or uh, even just like cooking or anything that, um, that gets you just uh, in, your, in your personal space that you can check in with yourself? Oh, good question. I don't. I'll, I don't really meditate or. Anything. I love cooking for sure. That's mm. definitely one of the food again as a weakness. Um, not really. I, I suppose I dance like nearly every day um, because I teach so many kids and, and so many students. I, I shouldn't say kids because I do have a um, a mature set of students also. So I can't. I can't say all, all just all kids because that's incorrect of me. Um, so I do dance every day. Uh, I do like to hit the gym every so often, or when I have time mm-hmm. to hit the gym. But I, I can't really say other than just music. M- music and whatever it, it does to me is just what makes me feel as it is. I, I still recall it when I was little, um, watching Michael Jackson, watching is it MTV music videos when it used to come around. I know I'm showing my age now. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. But I used to, I used to watch that stuff, and I kind of just wanted to move anyway. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just quite a natural thing that my body just wants to kind of have a little groove and a little pop or a little step touch to whatever kind of pops on but music is definitely the thing that gets me lost you know even if I'm sitting on the airplane I don't have to dance I'll listen to music and it'll take me on a journey by itself never mind the airplane taking me somewhere so usually it's a thought process I'm a deep person I like to think a lot about things in life and stuff and it's how the process works I'm quite honest and wear the heart on the sleeve so I don't, I don't know. It's just the way I've been brought up, I suppose. Okay. And a few final questions before we hit the top of the next hour. Uh, how would people get in contact with you if they had follow-up questions for you? Wow. Um, I suppose they can they can hit me up on Facebook um, if they want to send me private messages. That's totally fine. I'm no no qualms. So sometimes I suck at replying. Just depending on how busy I am. Uh, email is the same. So if you want to find out, I've got a, a Facebook page. I've got a Facebook private page as well. I'm just added as well. Fred Whitehouse. And you can see there's a Fred Whitehouse dance page. Actually, there might be two. There's one in French as well. Oh, wow. And uh, Carolina Lopez, who's, who's put, put one together, who's amazing. Or they can hit me up on my email. is f underscore whitehouse at hotmail.com. Um, and it's White House, W-H-I-T-E-H-O-U-S-E. Exactly like the White House, the president. Pow. You know, it's a strange second name, but you know how it is. It works out as something different that hopefully people won't forget, or they'll probably try to forget really quickly, either or. But yeah, they can hit me up on any of that, and I can, well, I get five minutes, I'll reply as soon as possible. Okay. And is there anything that you would ask of the folks who are listening? Anything that uh, maybe you'd like to ask them to, to consider or think about or maybe even do out in the world? Wow, there's, there's lots of things, but um, it just stay true to yourself and be happy. You know, just get get dancing. Um, as you, you can hear by by my voice, I'm quite a deep person. You know, but 
it doesn't take a lot or it doesn't cost a lot I say to carry manners with you so be respectful carry manners you know enjoy yourself and if you're coming dancing put on a good hat and, and come and have a good time you know and before I ask my very last question I'd like to check in with Megan is there anything you'd like to add? Um, oh that's that's tough because like I'm just enjoying um, everything you've had to as you said earlier ramble about yeah. it's, I find it very interesting I guess um, last but not least um, having just taken your workshop trespassing and having as much fun as I have um, how did you really come into your own as an instructor for the classes mm-hmm. and all the fun little nuances like your power, your um, sound effects, or even the one more time for me, not for me, just kidding, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally not for me. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get a T-shirt with that one, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Um, I, I don't know. It just happens. Always want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I want to have a good time. And if I have a good time, I'm hoping one person out of the 50 people or, or two people who's in the workshop, you know, depending on who's in the workshop, if somebody can have a good time of me teaching, we're all there to have a good time. It doesn't matter if it's a slow dance or a hip-hop dance or a cha-cha, whatever it may be. Sometimes I say the sound effects I watched and I've sat in choreographers' workshops and I've learned from people how they've interacted with things. And to me... When I teach at home and I teach the students, and sound effects sometimes work better than counts because they can really hear what the pop or the hit or the, the sit on. And it kind of just changes it up so the mind is not stuck on five, six, seven, or I'm not going to say eight because they'll probably not understand what I say, which is the number <laughs> after seven, the one before nine. One of them things that usually comes out in, in the workshop. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it just happens. It's just having a good time. Okay. And my very last question is what dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now? <laughs> it can be new or old. Oh, oh yeah. It can be new or old. From all of line dance history up to the present. Or future, if you have something in the works. <laughs> oh, come on. You're putting me on the on the spot. I, I can be biased and say I go and learn my stuff. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh man, I, I, I it's difficult. Come on. <laughs> oh. What do you think would make people happy to know? Yeah, now I'm gonna, yeah, you have me in a thought process which means I'm quiet which is not good people should know oh. you've, you've, you've hit me on the side field so I'm going to throw out a no I can't because you asked me for one so I'm like oh you can name as many as you think would well round a person <laughs> okay <coughs> okay okay let's see huh. I'm teaching right I'm teaching this weekend um, a beginner dance Right, just to start off with, and it's not mine. It's Michael Desari from France. It's a beginner dance called "I Got a Woman," that one looks and fun. it's a, a little Charleston dance, thirty-two counts, no tags, no restarts. And if you want to have an awesome little upbeat beginner dance, come and check it out. It's, it's pretty special. We add a little bit of something to it just to have a little bit of fun. And Michael does not mind. Uh, me and Darren Bailey just had a little bit of fun with it, teaching it. It's a beginner dance for everybody if they want to. Um, I jump away to the advanced section, and you knew. I really love dancing Shane McKeever's Stomp Your Feet. Oh, yeah. You know, he's really clever with the music. People might look at it and say it's really fast, but like I said, Rachel's taught it now a few times and she's done amazing teaches on it, and it is something special. There's a few um, dances, I suppose, coming in and out and around. Um, Shady seems to be really massive and popular for myself, and I sounds like I'm, I'm being biased. Um, 
I've got a few new ones coming out if you want to check them out. I've got one that's called You're My Remedy, which is a, mm. a 48 count intermediate waltz. Nice and smooth, no stresses about it, but the song's beautiful. Um, I, don't, I don't really know off the top of my head what you should really check out that... Uh, Dang, yeah. I've heard, I mean, Have Fun, Go Mad was a suggestion by many folks that we've asked before. Uh, Dizzy, you know, some of the classics. The classics. You, you, can't, you can't go wrong with Have Fun, Go Mad. You cannot, because Scott's done an amazing job with the, the dance. It, it, you, you popped on it earlier before we came on, on uh, recording, um, Wild Wild West. It, I just love that. Jason Cameron's done that um, years ago. I just love having fun with that dance. If you can pick that one up, and it's, again... Simple. It's really simple. It's really nice. But to be fair, some of the choreographers right now are just nailing it. Um, Guillaume, mm. Gary um, O'Reilly, these guys are nailing the choreography right now. Um, and you, you really can't go wrong with what, what I suppose the influx of new people are bringing because it's definitely different, quirky, and, and the music, whew, sensational. Mm. Some stuff is special. All right. Well, that's a, a very complete answer. Uh, thank you very much for coming on Line Dance Podcast. Uh, I'll have Megan and I both sign <laughs> off here. Uh, we cannot wait to see you at uh, the next event we'll all be at together. Uh, that's in... Newark, California. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. that, that'll be the Wild Wild West event. Yes. We look forward to seeing you With there. Michael Barr. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll get to, together again around that time. Oh, I would love to. Thank you guys for listening to me ramble on. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure. We'll see you out there.